Okay, you ready to give this a go, Amish? Yes, it's um, it's your big night, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I want you to close your eyes if you can. Well, we haven't even done the introduction yet. This is the intro. This is a okay. tease. You ready? Yeah. Eyes closed? They're not. They are closed. Okay. All right. Just rubbing them as well. All right. Hamish Skelton, you feel cold to your core. Ice and snow pelting you in every single direction. You've been out here on your expedition for weeks now. But things have gone south real quick. You're starving. You haven't eaten for days. And the climate is getting to you. It's been getting to all of you, in fact. You and your friends, the people you journeyed out here with. In fact, not but one day ago, one of them, one of them's gone missing. Probably driven to madness, or he just chose to go and try to survive alone instead of in a group. Who knows? But suddenly you hear something. A chattering of bones. And you start to smell something. The stench of putrid, rotting flesh. Now you realize the natives must have been right. Something is out here. It must have taken your friend. It must have been tracking you this whole time. It must be the Wendigo. Did you feel do you feel cold to your core right now? No, I can picture everything. Though. Okay, all right. The I, feel, I wasn't feeling the cold, but it's quite a nice temperature. In yeah, it is, it is quite good. We're at your place. Yeah. For a change. Yep. So that means a baby could start crying at any point. Yep. It also means really chilled back like armchairs. I'm digging this. My yep. feet are up. We got teas each. Yep. Yeah, no whiskey or beer here. <laughs> Does it get better than this? This is... I finished off my whiskey, that's why. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I finished it off a while ago. I haven't bothered to get a new one. I'm with you there. I need a... Some vodka over there, though. We're adding vodka to our teas right now? <laughs> 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 yeah, man. It's been a little while since our last episode as well. Sorry, we've had a bit of a break, everyone. But how have you been? What have you been up to? Um, Oh, man, we, just, we were talking about this just before yeah. recording we probably should stop doing that and start. <laughs> yeah well yeah just just never I'll... catch up in general only talk when we're podcasting yeah that's, that's the yeah. way to go only way to be um, safe um ah, going really good um yeah what have i been up to well i've been um been as i've been talking to you about mm-hmm. extensively mm. extensively yeah mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah uh, i've been listening through um an audio book well, it's a book, but, you know, the audiobook version of it. Um, yeah. Uh, Stormlight Archives series. I'm on book three now, and I am absolutely loving it, and I'm trying to get you to read it now. So that's 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 been the gist of it, I think, of what I've been up to. Hmm. I haven't really been playing much games lately, like Neither. video games. No. I've been playing a little bit of um, a game that I can't remember the name of. So that's how much I've been playing. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go, ladies and gents. Um, well, have you been like, have you been watching anything? I mean, not to make this Disney show with the episode, but you've been watching Moon Knight, right? As well as me. Oh, yeah. 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 
um, also been watching the Halo show. Which, Have you? Yeah, which I, I didn't even know they were making until mm. like this is how out of the loop I am with everything these days. Um, I didn't I've even know they were making. Yeah, I, it's it not great. Okay, but I've been enjoying it. How's so. the like special effects CGI and I, stuff? All it's right. acceptable. Okay. Um, I think the thing is just I I. Um, growing up, I was always I was always a, a Nintendo kid and mm. not not an Xbox or PlayStation. I didn't even I don't think I even played on their PlayStation. Have you even played like I a Halo like, game properly? Like, not all the way through. Yeah. No. So I played. I have played Halo, but yeah. not properly. Not like, not given it a proper go through. But um, I remember our neighbors were full like their kids were fully like xbox like full xbox fans like yeah. they were you know it, it really felt like when i when i was a kid I, I guess it's still kind of like this now but i feel like mo- so many people who just have all the consoles now mm. like just have a bit of everything um but i remember it, it felt like when i was a kid anyway it kind of felt like more polarized like you were either you you either played nintendo nintendo household or you played, playstation household. yeah playstation yeah. or you play xbox yeah. that's what it felt like anyway yeah, you're right so um i remember they loved halo mm. and i didn't dislike it it just it kind of felt like the enemy console you know true so um then you ended up getting an xbox i got an track. xbox yeah eventually yeah. i mean nintendo can't keep up with with all the games that are on yeah. Xbox and stuff. I mean, Nintendo's great, but they're very um, isolated in what you can and can't mm. play on them, I guess. So my point is, is I didn't, re- I'm not like, I'm not super attached to Halo. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't understand or see where they're diverging from the Halo yeah. games or where they're not. Because um, <clears throat> that's a lot of like fans' problems with it, as they're saying. It, yeah. The, the so this is me watching it as like game. not a, a fan. Yeah. Well, not 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 a fan, just not a fan. Not invested. In not invested yeah. in the in the show or the and game. It's okay. So it's Sweet. okay. Okay. And like, yeah, it's been the like I've been watching it each once a week when it comes out. Each episode comes out nice. on the, normally on the night that it comes out, and yeah, I've been enjoying the story. Um, there are a few bits of it, like basically half the story I'm just annoyed with, and the other half I'm following along. Uh, there's some side characters I just don't mm. like. They just, I just find them annoying. I don't know why. I think it's just because it's not the Master Chief, so I'm like, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that much I know. I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't Halo. These people. I don't know. I don't recognize. <laughs> That's not what I came here for. <laughs> um, what have you been thinking of Moonlight? Best MCU like TV show yet? Nah, Hitmonkey. Oh, Hitmonkey. Oh, still true. MCU. What? Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm talking about. That's still the MCU, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it came out in Disney. It's a Marvel. Um, yeah, it is. I don't think it is. It totally is. You can live in this dream world where Hitmonkey's MCU superstar, but uh, yeah, what it's, you, it's just animated. That's all. <laughs> I mean, like the the What If show a series that's still the MCU, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's animated. We're gonna get hate mail. We're gonna get hate mail. What, what do you think of Moonlight? Hit Monkey's anyway? good. Have you even no, seen Hit Monkey yet? I've been watching any TV. I've been watching anything except for Moonlight currently. Man, you gotta watch it. It's good. You know what? And it's not even a huge commitment. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. 
um it's been it's probably been the best of the live action <laughs> okay we'll say yeah. that then yeah i've been enjoying it i'm i'm a bit of a i'm i go a bit crazy for archaeological things so oh, this is yeah, really scratching course. that itch yeah you know yeah well but I don't really know, you know who Moon bad. Knight was. Like this mm. is how little I know of the MCU. Well, not not the um, cinematic universe, the, the like the the comic books. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know who Moon Knight is, and I have no idea if it's kept like um, to the to the comics or not in that. But I mean, pretty good. I mean, the MCU always uh, from what I've heard a little bit. change things yeah. up a lot. Um, but and so I've been I've been following along a bit confused, but I am enjoying it so far. That's what how I'll put it. Okay. Confused, but I think yeah. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, that's a good that's a good <laughs> one sentence review for Moonlight. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I've been, I've been loving Moonlight. Uh, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke are awesome. Like when you get uh, two actors like that in a any project yeah. together, they're gonna like elevate it a ton. So yeah, you can just tell the acting skills went up quite a bit from all the others. Yeah, I don't know. It's been pretty. F- Even though pretty the fun. other ones have got like, what would you call them? Like A class actors or whatever. Well, A class MCU actors, you know, big famous actors. Yeah, yeah. From the movies. From the movies. <laughs> well, speaking of movies, yeah, my whole last week has been consumed with one franchise. Okay. Cue the music, please. I have entered into the wizarding world for the first time, Hamish. Wizarding. The wizarding world. Harry Potter. Oh, And right. Hogwarts. One movie. Did you say one movie or one movie franchise? <laughs> the franchise. I watched okay. all eight Harry Potters. Finally. Watched the third Fantastic Beast fresh from the cinema last night. Ah. Third. third oh, okay. I didn't even know that was out. I've been consumed. I'm a new man. You know, I fell no asleep in the second. Um... That's a bad movie. <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald? Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah, I fell Sucks asleep. big time. I actually, like, no joke, I'm pretty sure it was that movie. I, I remember I went in with Abby to watch was it. Was this at the movies? At the movies. <laughs> pretty sure. You fell asleep at the cinema. And I, I, Yeah, I think I fell asleep in the cinema. Slept. Like, I remember waking up near the end and there were there was all these colourful lights going off and they were, like, shooting beams at each other or something like that's, that. That's it. And I was just like, what the heck's going on? I don't blame you. That's a... Yeah. I, I gotta say, I got, like... I don't... Like, I'm, I didn't mean to. I just yeah. fell asleep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was quite tired beforehand, but, I mean, it wasn't keeping me there. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care enough. Well, I don't know what your, like, relationship's been like with Harry Potter. I never watched it growing up. I um, never watched it growing up yeah. either. Yeah. And I've just started watching it. Me and, me and Monique have wa- watched through the whole thing pretty much one a night, sometimes a couple a day. Hmm. And, yeah, I don't love it. It's okay. Like, I had a good time. I but think, Lord of the Rings is better. Yeah, not, not <laughs> even a question there. Like, I, I love the first couple of Harry Potter movies. Especially the ones directed by Chris Columbus. They're just quite like magical and adventurous. Yeah. And if I watched that as a kid, I would have been, I would have loved it. Like, I can't wait to show my kids that one day. Yeah. And the third Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, with yeah. werewolves and time travel and stuff. So good. But then it turns very much into like the Twilight era and relationshipy and just yeah, a bit yeah. more, less creative. Teen drama. The same director, I think it's David Yates, who did the later Harry Potters, did Fantastic Beasts, and it all just kind of becomes a bit more emotionless and 
mm. not as creative and I've kind of lost interest, but yeah, I don't know. There's something about the first movies. I do. Th- I did enjoy them. They, mm. even though the child acting in it was yeah, a bit questionable. At times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, what can you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's, I, I don't, I, just, I don't know. I don't know why it just seems wrong to me. If there's a child actor who's actually good at acting. It just seems it just like seems off. I just worry Something. about that child. I don't know why. <laughs> don't give Hamish a scary little ghost girl in a horror movie. Just give him a child actor who's good at acting. Not, not that kind of scared. Just like, <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like kid, kids shouldn't be good at acting. Like they shouldn't be. I don't know. That just it just seems. No, you're right. Wrong. It's weird. Tr- yeah. Like, I don't know either. It's just like, just that they're being pressured into, yeah. like, they don't have, like, you know, those kids who can play the piano like an expert at, like, five yeah. or six or something crazy. The parents kind of pushing know. them it's towards It's just like, it. yeah, you know they have no mm. no childhood. Yeah. They're just being, you know, it's like, that kind of but thing. But, like, yeah, I was constantly like, thinking. wow, they're really good, but that's, I feel sad about it somehow. Yeah. And through watching it, like, Emma Watson was standout. She was really good. Yeah. And that was her first role was harry potter yeah and she was just really like we watched some of the we watched um they did like a documentary reunion this year return to hogwarts yeah. or something and a couple of clips of when she was real young like it's crazy just seeing how professional and good she was yeah From being that young like it just blows my mind that people can be like still that. not amazing though nah but like for a child yeah you know? give them a bit of grace yeah <laughs> but yeah it's um, been my whole week that's been it's been harry potter fantastic piece. honest yeah I don't. It, I don't love Harry Potter movies, but those first few they have a charm to them. Mm. And I think, I don't know. I think it is to do. I don't know. It just. I, I do think. I. I do regret not watching it as a kid. Same. I think I, think I would have loved it as Same. a child, but um. But, yeah, and I think then I probably would find it the whole series a lot. Look back on it a more. Lots yeah, fondly, completely right, right. Now I'm just like, oh yeah, they've got a charm to them. Yeah, the older I see why ones, people like it. The older ones, and then as you're saying, yeah, the newer ones sort of get a little take bit more. it or leave it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> people can stop like being, wow, you've never seen Harry Potter because I've done it. Seen Harry Potter? I'm a Potterhead, you know. No longer a Muggle. So has um, Nick seen Lord of the Rings yet? <sighs> she has. Yes. Yeah, she has. We watched them like last year. Okay. Lord of the Rings. Is it but, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars that she hasn't seen? Uh, she hasn't seen all the Star Wars. She hasn't seen The Hobbit. We've we go. got a lot of work to do. I've convinced her to watch the Jurassic Parks with me leading up to the new one. She hasn't seen Jurassic Park She's seen either. the first one, which is good. Okay, yeah. But, I mean... Well, she's seen the, the She's seen the good one. <laughs> yeah. The second one's not bad. The second one's not bad. But yeah, we're going to um, watch through those. So, I'm getting there. She's getting there, you know? You know, a lot of people don't like the third Jurassic Park, but... For I don't ages, mind it either. For ages, of like a huge chunk of my my life, that was yeah. the only Jurassic Park movie I'd Bro, ever seen. I thought it, it was the only one. Yeah, I think that's what I rewatched most as a kid. And I, I knew it wasn't the only one because the 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 tape container <laughs> with the, the artwork on it had like these three scratch marks down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, this is number three. But um, also like the story didn't make any sense if you thought it was mm. the first one. I guess. Well, it kind of made sense a bit, but they would kept talking about previous yeah. stuff. So it's like <laughs> done all this backstory that <laughs> why didn't they just do the movie on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I think you kind of worked that out. Anyway, but um, but yeah, I, I that was the only one I had seen mm. for like ages, and then uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, I just I remember actually 
And we watched like the the next two. Absolutely loved them after that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatch them. Also, I'm convinced her to watch Indiana Jones. Hopefully, fingers crossed before the new one I next year. Think, I think there's one of those. Have, I still have you seen, seen Temple of Doom? I don't think you have. I think that's the one you've is always. Is that the one missed. where they eat the monkey brains? Mm. I know I've seen that part. Oh, I know okay. I've at least started it. All right, but I can't remember the ending. Okay. Yeah, I've I'm, seen the Crystal Skull one, and I've which is the bad one. I like it, mm. but here's the thing: that's the first one I saw. My dad took me out of school on my birthday to go see Indiana Jones and the Crystal Scale when I was like nine or however old I was when it came out. Yeah. I was glued to the screen. I loved it. And ever since we've just been like, it's so good. Yeah. But it's nostalgia. Like if I watched Harry Potter at that age, I would have been obsessed. So, with but it. what did your dad think? Um, it's grown on him. He like okay. he enjoys it now. But so it wasn't just like you were like, Wow, Dad, that is amazing. <laughs> He's like, He's just like crying, you're not my son anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespecting Raiders. No. Yeah. Where he's yeah. just like, Oh, I'm sorry, son, this wasn't um <laughs> Maybe this I should just take you halfway through maybe I should just take you back to school. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. Indy five, it's gonna be good. Harrison Ford's getting old. Let's see how Yeah, he is. he is. See how he is. Um should we get into the, the main event? Yeah, I noticed that in Blade Runner, actually. That he's getting old. That he's getting old. I noticed that in everything he's been in the last... Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Everything. Harrison Ford. What a legend. What a legend. Yeah. What a very of, grumpy legend. What a very grumpy legend. <laughs> Speaking of legends and myths and folklore. Yeah. I'm talking about the Wendigo today, ladies and gents. I shouldn't be surprised at all by this. In fact, yeah. I'm not surprised at all. What am I saying? Because it's not really like a mystery, though, which I don't know if we haven't... Have we done something like this before? Which isn't a mystery, but but more of like... I think if we could do a deep dive into this legendary figure uh, that's, you know, interested me and freaked me out thinking about it for a long time. And I... I don't know much about the Wendigo. Yeah. I thought you, you were going to start talking about the Yeti or something. <laughs> yeah um so i don't yeah i don't i don't know much other than i think everything i would know about it is just what i've gleaned from you we've I, talked about done it a D game before done, you yeah. played in which it was like everyone getting picked off by the wendigo and your character ended up being i think i've seen a movie about the wendigo mm-hmm. haven't i well the movie you I... suggested to me like you recommended ah, pit cemetery is that about the Wendigo? Yeah. Oh, it has the Wendigo has the in Wendigo. it, but it's not really about the Wendigo. Yeah, it's real brief. Um, no. What was it? I was like that that movie about. Um, oh, maybe it wasn't something you suggested, and maybe it wasn't the Wendigo. It was like that movie Did you get about the ritual or Apostle. I don't know. No, Apostle wasn't about the Wendigo. Yeah. The ritual's got like a Wendigo-like beast. Yeah, I think it was the ritual. It's like those people who are going through tramping through the forest, yeah. and they get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite Could similar. Be. Quite similar. I think that was the god. That was Loki. Is that meant to be Loki? That's meant to be Loki, I think. It's weird. Craziness. But yeah, we're talking, about, um, we're talking about the Wendigo, and I thought it'd be fun because, yeah, I don't really know much about it other than a couple short stories I've read, a couple movies which I've made, which I've seen, which reference to it. and That you've made? A couple of movies. <laughs> a couple of Wendigo movies. Just a couple of them. One of the many movies. I don't know much about them, but I made a few I made movies. A couple of movies. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's always interested me because I grew up really interested in cryptids and things that may or may not be real. Uh, but this is this is an interesting one because it isn't really a cryptid of sorts. Uh, it's it's not one that people have sightings of or people that believe that it might be out there somewhere. Let's try and hunt it down. 
It's, yeah. it's not really one that people are actively searching for. It's just more of a like a classic legend, a story, a fairy tale kind of passed down from generation to generation. And yeah, I've always really, really been interested in just having a look at what those stories are, seeing what we can glean or learn from them, come out a bit more knowledgeable on the Wendigo. So yeah, that's all we're doing. Couldn't hurt, eh? I thought it'd be fun. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. So, first off, let's go into some of the origins. The origins of the Wendigo. And I am sorry in advance. There's a lot of, like, Native American (laughs) words and place names that I'm probably going to butcher when I'm talking about. Yeah. But we'll work through this together, guys. We'll get there together. So, the Wendigo initially began the story of this beast as part of a belief system in a number of ancient Algonquin communities, which were the indigenous people of like Eastern Canada. Yeah. So an indigenous group in Canada, they started telling stories about this Wendigo creature. And as I said before, it kind of meant there's many stories about it and the depictions of what the Wendigo actually is varies depending on who you're talking to. Um, or what you see or read about. But common to all the Algonquin cultures is the view that the Wendigo is an inherently evil, cannibalistic entity. Yeah. And a creature that they have always associated with winter, coldness, famine, and starvation. Okay. So, a lot of the things that were happening back in the day with these tribes, they were struggling with collecting food, being out in the cold. This is something that was always looming over them apparently when those scenarios when they thought about that uh so basil h johnson yeah he's an algonquin teacher and a scholar from interior and he gives this description of the wendigo the wendigo is gaunt to the point of emaciation it's desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones with its bones pushing out against its skin its complexion the ash gray of death and its eyes push back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looks like a gaunt skeleton recently dis... These words, I swear. I think you said skockics. <laughs> Probably. Probably. The Wendigo looks like a gaunt skeleton recently... I'm focusing too much on you and how you're pronouncing words, and I'm not taking in what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say my version of this. You ready? Yeah, you say- I'm just paraphrasing Basil H. Johnson right now. Yeah, paraphrase it more. Crazy old, skinny, emaciated creature that has eyes pushed deep into its sockets. I said sockets again. <laughs> sockets. <laughs> just a real, like, gaunt, fleshy skeleton uh, with lips that are tattered and bloody and just this constant stench that surrounds it. Uh, It was said to be unclean. It was said to be suffering from its flesh, constantly rotting. And yeah, just always said to give off this odor of decay and death and corruption. So where did the, like the deer head come from? That's the thing, right? Because in some stories, uh, this depiction that I just read out is, is used. It's just this real sunken, shriveled up, almost humanoid being yeah and some stories it's um just an entity that possesses people yeah and in some stories and especially recently 
uh, just like pop culture. You yeah. think of the Wendigo, you think of this huge, bulking, skeleton, deer-headed creature. Yeah. But it, it, we'll go into it a little more, but there's different tribes, actually. So this is away from Eastern Canada. In Ojibwe, Eastern Cree, West Main Swampy Cree, Nasikapi, and Inulaw, all different Indigenous people in Canada, and also some in the U.S., Wendigos are described there as giants that are many times larger than human beings. They believe that whenever a Wendigo eats another person, it will grow in proportion to the meal it has eaten, so that it can never be full. Therefore, Wendigos are portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous and extremely thin due to starvation. So they just grow taller and taller. Yes, that's not really what I... I I read this a couple times, so apparently they believed, and I read it again, that whenever... Whenever a Wendigo eats a person, yeah, they grow in proportion to the meal it has eaten, so it can never be full. So, yeah, exactly what you suggested is they grow in size. Their stomach doesn't grow. They don't get. They don't really fill get filled up because their body's constantly growing. So this yeah. is kind of where the stories of these huge bulking creatures come into play from different different tribes, different places. Uh, but as I said before, even more stories, Wendigo said are said to be human-like or pretty much just people. They can speak, they threaten, they taunt, and they even play with their prey before they feast on them. Yeah. So I did. I did a bit of a hunt because did you catch anything? <laughs> I didn't catch anything. Didn't catch a Wendigo. Did a bit of a hunt online um, just to see if I could actually find some historical documentations or historical stories of people encountering yeah. these things way yeah. back in the day because that's always really interesting to actually get. So there's got to be written. something, right? There's got to be something if it's yeah something that's popular. So there's a segment of an old story collected in the early 20th century by someone called Lottie Marsden an ethnographer of the Chippewas of Rama First Nation. Yeah. And there's a story where a Wendigo uses, even uses like human tools and is very human-like. Yeah. So I'm going to read out the story. It doesn't really make much sense. It's a bit scattered, but I'm going to try, um, yeah, I'll, I'll read it to the best of my ability. One time, long ago, a big Wendigo stole an Indian boy. But the boy was too thin, so the Wendigo didn't eat him up right away. But he traveled with the Indian boy waiting for him till he get fat. The Wendigo had a knife and he'd cut the boy on the hand to see if he was fat enough to eat. Okay, that's a bit random. That's random as a, but the boy didn't get fat. They traveled too much. One day they came to an Indian village and the Wendigo sent the boy to the Indian village to get some things for him to eat, to fatten him up. He gave the boy just enough time to go there and back. But in that time, The boy told the Indians that the Wendigo was near them and showed his hand where the Wendigo had cut him to see if he was fat enough to eat. The people of the tribe heard the Wendigo calling the boy back. The Wendigo said, hurry up, don't tell lies to those Indians. All of the Indians then went to where the voice had come from, where the Wendigo was hiding, and they cut off the Wendigo's legs. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Then they came back later to see if he had died. He wasn't dead. He was eating the marrow from the inside of the bones of his legs that were cut off. The Indians then asked the Wendigo if there was any fat on them. He said, you bet there is. I have eaten lots of Indians. No wonder they are fat. 
The Indians then killed him and cut the Wendigo to pieces. The end of the giant Wendigo. Random. That last, like, <laughs> sentence seems a bit... The end of the giant Wendigo. Incoherent. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, no, the last, like, <laughs> yeah. you betcha. No wonder. <laughs> you betcha there's fat on Indians, which are, like, Native Americans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you betcha you're fat. I've eaten lots of you. And then he just gets killed. <laughs> So this is like a segment of a story ages ago that was found that people don't know if it's just a tale or like something fiction that people have written up or if it is just, again, something told generation to generation of something that actually happened back then. So what, what's up with the cut under the, the, on the cut? hand? Like if you is cut your hand, like, would you see your layers of fat? Like you, you wouldn't think your hand would be the best place to cut. Wouldn't the best thing just to be like... <laughs> I don't know. What's just... this Wendigo thinking? <laughs> I don't know. The part that freaks me out about this, imagine the like image of seeing someone like sucking bone marrow out of one of their like cut off legs yeah like that just that's creepy that's that's like gross but the thing um yeah the thing i've I've found recently reading the story and just seeing what's out there is the duality of the wendigo so this huge carnivorous beast yeah and then just an urge that seems to take over humans and make them become cannibals and do unspeakable things yeah and in some traditions, humans overpowered by greed yeah. were scared or were told that if they were too greedy, yeah. you'll be taken over by the Wendigo. And it was a warning that was used back in the day to stop people from being greedy, getting people to share and work together. And the same sources also say that Wendigos are created when humans resort to cannibalism to survive or that humans can turn into Wendigos just by being in contact with other Wendigos for too long. Yeah. So I don't know. There's so many stories of what Wendigos are. So many conflicting things. Uh, so what I've gone and done, I mean, we've done this for other things, but Wendigos can just be made up things. Yeah. Like this could just be a story, something meant to frighten off kids or to exactly what I just read out, like stop people from being too greedy. Just yeah. make people work together. There was just this thing that they were told about to make the tribe work well. It still seems like something you would tell kids. Yeah, yeah. Sort of just like the boogeyman at the time, right? Yeah. But I have did a bit of reading about two potential theories. What the Wendigo is. Yeah. What this creature is. And what I guess today people more often believe that this whole thing is about and where, where this whole legend came from. Yeah. Okay. So that would, would deep, would get deep dive into those. So the first one is something called the Wendigo psychosis. So in modern psychiatry. Yeah. Psychiatry. Professionals have looked back on all these stories and legends and tales about the Wendigo. And they've come up with something medically that yeah. they say is the Wendigo psychosis. It's a condition that made people back in the day intensely crave human flesh Yet it also made them afraid to actually eat it. Okay. So it's this condition <clears throat> that people say, it's this, it's this condition that experts say, yeah, it's weird. Made people really want f- human flesh or want but meat. Then scared of it. But then they're scared. So or then don't they actually want to do it. really thin. Yeah. That's scrawny. Because they don't do it. So the psychosis, this thing. The stories of the time being told about the Wendigo and getting these urges. I don't know. It's a bit messy, but it's called the Wendigo psychosis. So some historical Wendigo accounts. 
And there is a couple of actual historical accounts of the Wendigo that I'll read out. They've been retroactively diagnosed with this condition. Okay. This is a proper thing. People in history had the Wendigo psychosis. Yeah. This is documented. This is medically what people believe. So here's one instance. In 1661, ages ago. Yeah. The Jesuit Relations, which was a publication in North America, reported this. This is a proper publication. This is what was reported. What has been causing us great concern is the news that met our team upon entering the lake. Namely, the men deputed by our conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations of the North Seas assigned them a rendezvous. They were to await our coming but had met their death in the previous winter in a very strange manner. So I'll take a pause there. This is, well, it seems like we're coming in in the middle of a story. So yeah. I think they're talking about they had a team that was sent to, that was going to like investigate something or do a story on something. Yeah. But upon arriving, they heard about this other group that was meant to meet them or be there to work with them. Yeah. And they had all died. So they, they couldn't actually meet, couldn't do the original story. But this is what the report says, that this is what they were told had happened to the men they were supposed to meet. The poor men were seized by an ailment, not an unusual one, according to the people we were seeking. They were inflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but a combination of all these species of disease, which affected their imaginations and caused them a canine hunger. It made them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounced upon women, children, and even upon men like werewolves. They devoured them voraciously without being even able to appease or glut their appetite. And they always seek fresh prey. And the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked the deputies. And as death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. Okay. So proper thing, 1661 in a publication... This group of professionals writing for a paper were told this crazy story that the men they were supposed to meet up with had become like werewolves. It started eating children, women. Yeah. And had then been killed. Yeah. Because that was the only way to put them out of their madness, apparently. So this is that group of people. Medically today, they had the Wendigo psychosis. That's what people believe. Yeah. And just like what that story said there... In most cases of Wendigo psychosis nowadays, yeah. it seems like the individuals that were affected were then killed to prevent cannibalism or further cannibalism if they'd already been eating people. Yeah. So Cree folklore, this is one of the tribe's folklores, recommended that the treatment for, for Wendigos was the ingestion of fatty animal meats or drinking human grease. And apparently if you were the Wendigo or were affected by these ailments back in the day, if you did these things, you would vomit up ice and be cured nice <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know the further up the more i look into these things it's just crazy all these different tribes around the place not just canada but u.s believing the same instance of this creature that did things they had or like <laughs> disease or something yeah disease or wendigo psychosis as a lot of yeah. people say it is nowadays so one of the most famous cases of Wendigo psychosis reported involves a Plains Cree trapper named Swift Runner. Okay. 
During the winter of 1878, Swift Runner and his family were starving, and his eldest son had died. 25 miles away from emergency food supplies at Hudson's Bay Company Post, they were 25 miles away from getting food, Swift butchered and ate his wife and his five remaining children. And this is crazy because he was so near to food supplies. Yeah. They were nearly going to be saved, but just on the cusp, he killed his whole family and ate them. And what people believe is that Swift Runner, it wasn't a case of pure cannibalism what he did. Yeah. Why, why would you resort to that if there was food so close? Yeah. So people believe that it was a man with Wendigo psychosis or something else that was affecting him or that made him do this because he yeah. knew that he was so close to getting saved but he still chose to do this crazy crazy sad thing um he ended up confessing to eating his family and he was executed so i've got another story here the last one of something that's been classed as wendigo psychosis an historical account um and it's about a wendigo that made several appearances back in the day in northern minnesota from the late 1800s through to the 1920s a wendigo in the 1920s and each time that this wendigo was reported an unexpected death followed and then finally there was no more reports yeah so that so wait how how long of a period was that nine eight the 1800s through to the 1920s so i don't know specifics okay but at least 20 years more than that yeah numerous reports and it was said to be um, this case of someone called Jack Fiddler. And he was a chief of the Cree tribe. And he was a medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Oh. <laughs> so Fiddler claimed to have <laughs> defeated 14 Wendigos in his lifetime. How did he do it, though? <laughs> Forced them to have um, animal fat? Yeah, apparently so. Made them vomit up ice. Uh, but he said that um, he was sent Wendigos to him by enemy shamans who were trying to kill him. Yeah. Uh, he said that there were members of his group that had been taken over by this curse and he started to eat human flesh and he'd slayed them. And at one point, family members actually asked Fiddler to kill a sick loved one. Yeah. They had a child. They said he's sick. Can you kill him before something terrible like happens to him? Like he'd become a Wendigo. Yeah. So it's something they, they, this is crazy. This is what they believed. So Fiddler's brother, Peter Flett was killed after turning into a Wendigo when the food ran out of a trading expedition. Hudson's Bay company traders, the Cree and missionaries knew the Wendigo legend, though they often just explained it off as a mental illness or a superstition. Regardless, several incidents of people turning into a Wendigo and eating human flesh are documented during this time period, and Fiddler and his brother Joseph were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder. Jack Fiddler. Fiddler, yeah. Jack, after being um, arrested, committed suicide, but Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He was ultimately granted a pardon, but died three years later in jail before receiving the news of his pardon. So... Yeah, I don't. That's that story's a bit all over the place as well. But heaps of Wendigo-related incidents. Yeah, said to have happened eighteen hundreds. So he got put to, to death for killing Wendigos, who were just people. Yeah, apparently so. All these yeah. Wendigo sightings and deaths were kind of because he was killing people, saying they were Wendigos. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. It just seems a bit like madness to me. But today, and this is official, the 10th revision of the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems classifies Wendigo as a culture-specific disorder, uh, describing it as rare historical accounts of cannibalistic obsession. Symptoms include depression, homicidal or suicidal thoughts, and delusional compulsive wish to eat human flesh. So that's officially what they say this is. The Wendigo. Wendigo psychosis. Yeah. Madness. A type of disease. Um, and some controversial news studies, even more recently, question the syndrome's legitimacy, claiming that these actual cases and stories were actually just a product of hostile accusations invented to justify the victim's executions. Oh, the Wendigo will kill them. Yeah. But I mean... That's that's <clears throat> that could easily be the case, even if the Wendigo was real. Yeah, that people would still just use it as exactly right as an excuse. So you can't really say that that that's well, all it was an excuse. You, yeah, <clears throat> you could say that that might be what a large part of it is, but I feel like it's a bit it's a bit much to brush it off as all that's all of them because there's you know there's bound to be at least the way it started. I'd mm. say it's bound to be based off of some form of truth. I mean, we're always even told, if it was just like a cannibal. Yeah, legends come from um, somewhere, right? It could just be a, a yeah. crazy cannibal dude, or it could be something more. But I mean, like even then, you've got to be a bit crazy to, unless of course it was like just someone who had been found to have eaten to be a cannibal mm. purely for survival, and then they, you know, yeah. But like otherwise, you've got to be a bit crazy, even in a survival instance, like to be to to want to eat. Or to right. decide to eat. Look, it's something we always like joke about is or talk about. It's like, ah, if we're on an island and I died first, would, if we were stranded, would you eat me? Yeah. Like things like that. Like it's always like, oh, I would. Oh, yes, I would. But yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like it'd be crazy. I feel situation. like there's not a lot of. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone. Maybe everyone's got it in them. I don't know. But mm. I feel. I do kind of feel like. It seems like an easy, an easy uh, decision when you're like, ah, oh, you know, um, life's on the line yeah. or whatever. But if you're stranded out on an island and you've gotten to the point where one, someone, hit, the person you're stranded with dies, yeah. you're probably thinking, there's no point in me eating them. For one thing, yeah, you don't, you might not be able to actually properly prepare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, you might be like, well, I'm just going to die anyway. So do I want to die Feel, you know, die this a little bit further on <laughs> having eaten my friend yeah, yeah. or do I just want to die sooner not having eaten someone yeah exactly yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah I guess it depends because you know there's obviously are people who have survived that way mm. um, yeah 100% um, man I should have re- suggested the movie Alive then you haven't seen that yeah I'll watch movie. it the movie I suggested Ravenous is actually yeah. about the kind movie. of about this it's about people going crazy and being cannibals and blaming it on the wendigo so the movie um, alive i'm pretty sure it's based off of a true story it's mm. about like um i think it was like a football team or something like yeah, that. yeah they survive by eating they well they survive other, a plane right? crash out in like um I, can't, I don't know where it is but it's like a mountain range and it's like far away from civilization and it's like mm. under like super um severe conditions like cold snowy weather yeah and <clears throat> they 
get to the point where they survive oh they can't go off and try and find people because it's just too cold like mm. it's too dangerous i think eventually they managed to get together enough material like enough like food to go yeah some of them to try and make it but from memory it's been a while but i remember they i think they get to the point where they decide all the people who have died from the plane crash they have been preserved in the ice and mm. snow because they buried them they decided to start eating them because yeah that's all they had but that was a group of people yeah and that was um i think some of them still like they took a lot longer to come around and i don't know if all of them did in the movie yeah i'll, I'll watch it alive yeah I'll check but it i out. feel like it would be an easier decision if it was like four or five of you yeah one of you, you had dies. a chance of good chance yeah. of survival like. one of, and one of you dies and you're like and everyone's sort of trying to convince each other to you know, yeah like that they'll you know sort of like i don't know that mix of peer pressure but also like um um everyone sort of approving of it so it makes it feel like it's <laughs> yeah. better you know um, when or when not to cannibalize <laughs> this is what we're talking about yeah i mean some of these stories are crazy though like this crazy shaman dude who's like racking up i've killed this many wendigos <laughs> and he's just like slaughtering people that are on the verge of death just in case they turn into a wendigo or yeah like that's crazy yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm surprised though that um because i always thought yeah i thought oh yeah the wendigo is some kind of like weird beast mm. man who eats people yeah um so i'm quite surprised that it's just depicted as being a scrawny person yeah who eats people well this is what they say this is what the wendigo psychosis this is what's most commonly believed today is that's all it was yeah just an urge that took over people and it was madness that first story you told me actually Mm. where it was just a person who got who had like a kid with them who they were trying to fatten them up that actually makes that story seems to me like it makes a lot most sense for that that um condition that's yeah or whatever yeah totally right because to me like oh yeah what if so maybe this person's been driven to you know they've got this crazy desire to eat human flesh but then they're they all, keep putting it off but then they're scared to yeah. do it so but they they kidnap someone to do it and they keep putting it off we'll fatten you up more we're fatten you up more yeah 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 and and then and then the kid's not getting fattened up and then it gets to the point where people do people find out about it find mm. him and like just chop his legs off i don't know why yeah, yeah. um and then that person doesn't die doesn't yeah. bleed out maybe they maybe they manage to stop the bleeding mm. and then they're they're in this position where they're like ah oh, well i want look, to eat i can human flesh. i want to eat human flesh my legs have been chopped off i don't have to be afraid of of you know yeah you know, i'm sitting there seeing it yeah and suddenly they're just like ah, just kind of imagine gonna it. It. i'm just gonna do it you know yeah because yeah. that you know because they they have those desires to do it yeah and they're, and, they're, and they're just sort of left there in that desperate state so that to me that sounds like very that seems very plausible for that condition yeah totally yeah, yeah I, the thing is is too. that like <laughs> um i don't i I find the thing I find hard to believe is that someone would be able to survive getting their legs chopped off, being left there for ages, and not bleeding out, and not just fully losing it. And what's with this tribe just cutting his legs off, leaving him? Yeah, coming back later. Oh, well, uh, maybe they were scared. Yeah, you're right. Maybe could be, I mean, if there's already stories of this Wendigo. 
Yeah, you just you'd be terrified. Yeah, but um, the thing it doesn't explain is like with the with this condition, does it prov- make them not like to eat other food? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just that it doesn't fill you up. Yeah, or it doesn't satisfy your hunger. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not too certain. I mean, these two other stories are pretty crazy. Like, I keep coming back to this guy, Swift Runner, who knew there was an outpost, knew that him and his family were close, but still goes mad and kills them all and eats them. Yeah. Like that's again. It just seems like it could be that Wendigo psychosis. Oh, not even that. It just seems like he snapped almost, or it's yeah, something else happened. And then you've got the story that was officially published in this publication that there was a group of people that turned almost into werewolf-like canines and just started going crazy, slaughtering people. The thing I find interesting is that they described it. You were saying in the uh, more recently they were describing the condition as being um, a cultural. Yeah, a culture-specific disorder. Yeah, which that I find that fascinating mm. that there there could it's be the such a thing. Description that there could be such a thing. So I don't know it, if it's just because of what they believed at the time, what was imposed upon them, what the yeah, culture was like. It yeah. only could happen in that scenario. I, it's weird, right? Well, that like it's it's it could be a mix of things of it being <clears throat> um, more more um possible in that scenario yeah it, it, it kind of like more likely this. to happen yeah but then at the same time more visible in that cult. like mm. i mean nowadays if we heard about someone who had gone mad and eaten yeah. someone else yeah um we would probably isolate it as being a single of like a single we'll probably think of it as being just like okay that was a very strange Messed isolated yeah. case we're going to all try and forget about it. That person was messed up in the head and mm. we don't even know what's wrong with them. Yeah. But then if if we started going like, oh, no, that's... You could get that. Like, yeah. you could go that crazy. Yeah. That happens... That can happen a lot. And like if everyone has this belief. Know? And then, yeah, if it, if it actually... And if it is actually... Because times were probably more desperate back mm. then. So there's probably a... I mean, a lot more chance for that kind of thing going yeah. off anyway. And again, it, um, it was said to be like real specifically situations where starvation and yeah. cold and winter. Like, Yeah. So if you've got a few stories mixed in, in as well that are like probably not someone going mad and maybe just out of desperation mm. having to eat someone who died. Yeah. Um, you got a few of those mixed in and then one or two actual cases of someone actually losing it. Yeah. And being not right in the head and then people back um, in the day believing the superstition saying yeah. they're killing these things like and suddenly you're like <laughs> yeah suddenly you could you could believe that that's like you know that suddenly that becomes a thing mm, something know, that everyone's uh, that yeah. everyone yeah that everyone's sort of got in their heads that they're like oh yeah you know, I, I don't know what to, what i don't want to become a wendigo what mm. what do i need to do to avoid becoming a wendigo and, the, and i don't know i just i'm not i mean it's interesting to think about. Like it. Just yeah, I, does... I'm not, not a what do you call it? Like a professional in this this area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, but like it does, it does seem kind of makes a weird amount of sense. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can that's... see this happening just in a crazy different culture. My and... issue is just how would it start? Yeah. So. Yeah, where does it come from? And that's kind of what. So the second theory, there's a group of people that don't even believe in this Wendigo psychosis thing yeah um people that just believe the wendigo wasn't a real condition and it was nothing more than a symbol yeah so it was a story made up to scare people to teach that to teach cultures about the importance of community 
and more importantly what happens to people if they go apart from the community or are left outside the community okay so they people you would then have to argue that all of the different cases that have been said as being the wendigo people making that that no that they're all because it's not all made up obviously yeah you're right yeah so yeah there's at least some weird things that have happened that are true Mm. like you like with the article and stuff um well i mean i guess you could you could be really um what do you call it um untrusting and just be like no it's all fake yeah but then it's i don't really understand i don't know but i feel like you would you would have to argue each individual case as being separate, not connected to the others. So yeah. like the case of the, of those, um, of those men, what, what were they? What do they say they were? They were like, um, in the article, they were like some kind of like police, weren't they? Or yeah. Like deputies. Deputies. Yeah. Like you'd have to argue something about them separate to the to the man who killed his, his killed when he goes with his brother and stuff yeah yeah or no the man who like killed his wife and yeah. children yeah, and stuff you'd have to be like oh no that's just a person snapping mm. and the the deputies is something else that's entirely just werewolves <laughs> completely different <laughs> yeah <laughs> i believe in werewolves but yeah. uh yeah, yeah no. you're completely right so this like you'd have to you'd have to go through each one and try and like and so i do i, I don't know i i feel like mm. I do feel like I don't. Obviously, I don't think it's like an entity. But yeah. I do feel like it could. To me, it makes sense that it is like some kind of psychosis thing. You know? Yeah, and that makes the most sense to me. But me saying words that I don't fully understand. <laughs> psychosis. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that makes sense to me. But there's a few uh, scholars and people who really just assert that it's symbolism. That's yeah. all the Wendigo was, and it's just grown into an excuse. It's grown into something to just. Um, cover things we don't understand so this is something that scholar brady DeSanti says and he says that the wendigo can be understood as a marker indicating a person who is imbalanced both internally and toward the larger community of human and spiritual beings around them out of equilibrium and estranged by the communities individuals thought to be afflicted by the wendigo spirit unravel and destroy the ecological balance around them so the Wendigo spirit. That he, what he's saying is the Wendigo was just a thing people believed at the time. Wasn't anything real. Wasn't a real condition. And it was kind of like, you're the Wendigo. If you're a weirdo that's kind of estranged by your community or you're someone different or someone, someone that didn't get along. Fit in. Yeah. yeah. So he's like the Wendigo. I, he's, don't go near him. He's the Wendigo. Like, it's just yeah. a crazy symbol for this person. Yeah. So. I, well, I mean, I guess there's some kind of, like, because... Uh, I mean, in other cultures, you know, we'd have like witch hunts and stuff like that, and like searching. Yeah, yeah, you know, you'd you'd blame things on witches and stuff like that, right? Like mm. you'd yeah, exactly. You hear all the stupid things. You see like, like Monty uh, Python and the Holy Grail and yeah. things like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, you hear about some of the stupid things that people actually um, yeah, hundred percent believed like about witches and that sort of stuff. And I mean, there's probably a lot of truth to mm. a lot of it. I mean. Um, it's hard to tell what I've heard for, about witches that's not like just comedy, people making fun of it, and what is actually <laughs> yeah. real. But like, yeah. well, you hear about the dark ages and like, yeah, crazy yeah, things yeah, in history, and like but... some of the. I feel like I feel like there's got to be some truth behind a lot of the mm. the ridiculous ways they would find out whether someone was a witch or not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
I think like, there is. I feel like I do feel like the drowning one is one, isn't it? Like if or is it floating? Floating. I've heard that. Float on water. If you than... float, you're a witch. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Like it's very similar to that. It, it kind of feels like Wendigos yeah. were just something that the title that was put on something, someone, something that they hunted for, or someone that they yeah just targeted people because of this title because they were the, different. The enemy, or... the enemy that yeah. Of, of yeah to try and get everyone rallying together behind something yeah yeah but i mean there's always going to be is i feel like there's always got to be some truth behind it though, yeah in some way like yeah um i mean a lot of the time witches were probably just pe- people um who knew well mainly women i guess who knew even like st- medical, medical things stuff. Or, yeah. yeah probably um just anything that scared people i guess but um um so you can see kind of but i do feel like there's probably because there are obvious there are people who who would have called themselves witches Mm. um yeah imagine like not entirely sure what they would have been doing but like (laughs) yeah to get to yeah but but like like the salem witch trials and all this like there's people that were fully yeah believing the stuff and imagine it in the instance of wendigo you're just different yeah you're unliked you may be a criminal of sorts. They call you a Wendigo and you kind of decide to embody that. Yeah. And then you snap or you're already a killer and you kill someone or just go crazy yeah, and eat them. You, yeah. And it's making the, that's like self-satisfying the legend and kind yeah, of. Yeah. 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 But then there would have probably also, I I reckon anyway, there probably would have been legitimate cases of people who were previously already a bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. A bit crazy. But then, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably most of it, or the re- reason why it's become a legend more, is probably just because it's it is a, a good story. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a it's it's a boogeyman. It's something. Yeah. Something for people to sort of yeah rally behind, or something something for people to be afraid of and and seek community. You know? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. To avoid. You know. I've got another couple of um just kind of thoughts about the wendigo from scholars so there's john lockhart who's an english professor at arizona state university and he argues that wendigos are agents of social cannibalism who know no provincial or national borders and he says that all human cultures have been visited by shape-shifting wendigos their visitations speak to the inseparability of human experience national identity is irrelevant to this borderless horror and Lockhart says that Wendigos are just an expression of the dark aspect of human nature, the drive towards greed, consumption, and disregard for other life in the pursuit of just self-centeredness. So yeah, he believes it's just another word for just this thing that every single culture encounters. Exactly the boogeyman or something or just... Well, that sounds to me more like it's saying it's just... It's people who... It's just people, yeah. Well, people who are, um, yeah, as you were saying before, that don't fit into the yeah. into the society. People who, yeah. um, who either go against the flow or threaten to disrupt things. Yeah, and even though we don't call them Wendigos, we call people all different names depending on, like, it's just, it's just the outcast in every culture. It's just yeah, something they believe the, the Wendigo was. What's the... What's the word for it? Probably, well, just yeah, I guess self-centered. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why they said it was greed that mm. could cause it. 
people being too greedy because yeah. it probably would have they would people would have you know if someone became very um like self-centered um probably the society back then might have turned on them and started referring to them as it yeah i mean even, which would have turned them into even it because, in our language like if someone does something horrendous or just something that you don't agree with you'd be like oh they're a monster yeah like imagine if that's what the wendigo was used with back in the day oh they're a wendigo yeah and then that was what they were known as that's what they said that's what they were referred to in stories like you can see yeah yeah it's super interesting i've got one more thought here and this is from romantic scholar and documentarian emily zaka who's also a professor at arizona state university and she observes that the two commonalities among the indigenous cultures of the algonquin language family speakers are that they're situated in climates where harsh winters are frequent and are accompanied by starvation yeah so she believes and what she says is that the wendigo symbolically represents three major concepts the incarnation of winter the embodiment of hunger and the personification of selfishness yeah and most wendigo stories or especially the ones you hear about nowadays are what the wendigo is known as it begins with a small group trapped in the wilderness without food for an extended period alone and in the cold and a wendigo kills a lonely traveler or a member of that group it takes on their personality temporarily and then eventually kills all other humans or kills the rest of the group. Yeah. And at the time um, where all these stories are coming from, human survival depends completely on cooperation. Yeah. Like it depends on everyone working together to survive, to build a community and the sharing of food and possessions and shelter and any individual who refused to share local resources, especially in times of great deprivation back in the day, would have been outcast would have been called monsters like and people would have also t- had any excuse to try and take their mm. what they're hoarding from them exactly so yeah it's you just call them a monster and then and get to execute them because they're exactly they're because they're hoarding yeah and then you know labeling them as the boogeyman basically so then you can um justify it and then take their yeah take what they're hoarding from them and when you think yeah, about all these I mean, things i mean yeah. it kind of makes sense the description of the wendigo psychosis as kind of just a culture specific thing yeah because like just what you were describing before the three the mm. three um winter hunger selfishness yeah, descriptions of it i guess the three yeah because um, when you think yeah because i was just thinking about it when you were when you first started mentioning mentioning that i was I was thinking, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that the coming of winter, people, um, resources get more scarce, yeah, especially in a harsher winter area, and um, and yeah, as you were saying that, yeah, the 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 civilization, your you know, your your society needs to pull together, pull resources to try and make it through mm. through the winter, and yeah, and having that um, ha- the fear of someone someone not sharing, yeah. Or actively going against yeah. the group, like yeah, and not and not pulling in resources and stuff. Um, so I guess it so it's yeah, it makes complete sense for it to be a, a, then to be something to be used to prevent people, or even just to teach kids when they're growing up. Mm. Just don't you know, like we can't. You know, we need to work we, we need to all yeah. work together, otherwise, yeah. yeah. So I guess yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense mm. when you think about it that way. But also, I was wondering if there were 
I wondered if there were any actual instances at the time of like smaller groups of people turning to cannibalism because of lack of resources yeah that would make a lot of sense because they could be they could be like well look you know or even in just legends and stuff just being like yeah well that was a wendigo yeah it was because people were being greedy they ran out of resources and eventually that someone started eating someone Mm. you know they reverted to cannibalism kind of snowballs into a yeah yeah so that was the wendigo and that makes a lot of sense yeah it does think about it it's 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 a good way of making making it something feel more supernatural so that like so you fear getting into that situation more i guess because yeah um and and i guess lay putting all that down into one word the wendigo Hmm. you know it's a good better way of making it last longer like go through more generations i would say yeah yeah i'm with you there it's something else I like uh, something else that they also say that this Wendigo could have embodied, which I didn't um, regrettably I didn't really look into that much, but especially in recent years, the Wendigo is said to serve as just a metaphor for the injustices that indigenous people faced in Canada um, against colonization at the time. Okay, so it's grown. It's just another thing people link to it is just what was happening actually to the tribes. They were getting slaughtered. They were getting injustice done to them. They were. Um, who knows if there's crazy stories of cannibalism yeah. or things in the mix, but it's just this whole lot of almost culture-specific things that are, that are too far, so foreign to us right now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I feel like there would be an easy way to prove that, though, by just going back and seeing how old the Wendigo stories are. Yeah. Which, I mean, by, like, the stories that I read. Well, I mean, to... like, that's probably not easy to prove, yeah. but, like, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but, like, if it's, if it is... If it does seem like it's a legend that's more more recent than, you know. Yeah, I but know. I mean, it seems to be ages ago and it, yeah, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's because... Um, oh, no, the, the, surely there would be a way of proving the age of that story. Like, surely there would be... They would have some kind of... Um, so, I don't, I don't really know what the... Did they have much of a written language? I know they had tribes back then. Yeah, I know they had. Uh, they would have had carvings and stuff. And I yeah. always assumed that those, that their um, their what do they call their like totem poles or whatever, where they carve yeah. all the. I always assumed that they, that was like a story or something. But I might yeah. be wrong. Yeah, might, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about their culture. But I assume assumed that that was a way of like passing on stories. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Yeah. It's a tough one. It but really interests me. I, I don't it's... really see how it connects unless, of course, I don't know, unless, of course, there was um, a lot of starvation and cannibalism going on due yeah. to the... Which I haven't researched enough, but they, yeah, who knows. It's a, bit of, it's a bit of a footnote to this whole thing because it's not really what the Wendigo has seen to be, but in recent years, there's a few people that are saying that that's what it could symbolize. But to be honest... There haven't been many real stories. Like, I wish there was more. I wish I could have found more just stories about what you were saying. People, yeah. groups of people that something was blamed on a Wendigo, killing them off one by one or different just stories and actual documentation about this. But there isn't. And to be honest, like with all the recent Wendigo stuff, movies being made about them, pop culture yeah. depictions, most people just believe that this thing's complete fiction. 
Like yeah. most people don't even understand that there was ties back to his- historical like documentation and ties to the Wendigo. Yeah. Like if you asked a person on the street, they probably wouldn't even know what the Wendigo was, or if they did, that it's just not real. Yeah. So it's it's crazy when because I started to go down the rabbit hole of why do people think that, or why we as a society just say that the Wendigo is this huge like deer creature nowadays. Yeah. And it started in 1910. Uh, and it's this is the first like depiction of a Wendigo in non-indigenous literature, and it's a fictional short story by someone called Algernon Blackwood called The Wendigo, and someone's wrote about the story, and you can read it, as that its subtly demonizing rhetoric transforms the Wendigo from a native myth into a descriptive template for the Indian savage. So people say about the book was well, oh, that no. it's just this crazy, it's making everyone and all the native savages and there's this crazy wendigo out there and following that the the other most popular depiction is stephen king and stephen king huge fan of colectania stephen king we're fans <laughs> of him too his, his novel pet cemetery where the wendigo is this personification of evil an ugly grinning creature with yellow gray eyes ears replaced by ram's horns white vapor coming from its nostrils a decaying yellow tongue that's fiction yeah that's what people know of the wendigo mostly and it's just all this rich history that i haven't even scratched the surface of um, yeah. really but you know real medical condition this wendigo psychosis a monster made up to scare tribesmen or a real spirit that preys on humans when they're isolated and alone who knows but that's kind of the three big things a real creature all of the stories are real. It's something out there that took over people. It's an entity. It's a monster. Or it's a condition. It's a psychosis. It's something that happens specific to the culture. Or it's a kind of a mistranslation or it's just symbolizing someone or something yeah. back then that we don't understand now. But that's the Wendigo. Yeah, what are you that... kind of... What are your thoughts on it after like hearing all this, is it? Yeah, well, I, d- I think I was sort of what you were saying before. Like, I didn't... About, like a lot of people not really knowing what it is or thinking yeah. that it was just i literally i just thought it was like a like you were saying just like the, the depiction of, of like mm. a weird deformed like deer monster thing yeah um no it's, it's a lot more interesting than i had actually originally thought it was going to be um but I, yeah I, I don't know it's got me thinking actually a lot more about like um um what how you would explain like a mental mm. condition like this, like a uh, what would you call it? Again? Psychosis. Psychosis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back in the day when you didn't, or in a in a society where you didn't have that kind of yeah, exactly that kind of understanding of mental um, yeah. But I mean, really, I feel like that's even just saying that it's just a way of categorizing this like mm. the, this mental it's not really explaining what it is yeah it's giving it a name and it's giving it a a, a list of descriptions for what it what to look out for yeah but it's not really suggest like you know the wendigo um psychosis it's not really saying what causes it mm-hmm. and it's not really saying what it is like it, can you put it under a microscope and actually see <laughs> yeah. like oh yep yeah, you know this this part of the brain is doing Can this. Can you tell their disease? It's caused this and, yeah. because of this. You know, whatever. You can't, like, um, 
so like as, as i was saying i'm not a professional in this area i'm not um psychologist or yeah. whatever um but I, I do find it interesting that it's like without all these terms you would just say oh yeah. it's a spirit it is something yeah. It is it's something that possesses someone. It's, a, it's an essence of something that's possessing them. Yeah. And in a way, when you think about it, isn't like whether or not you're you believe in like in um, supernatural stuff, mm. you know. But in a way, it is something that is possessing someone. It is a it yeah. is a way of mind that they have that they have embodied that they have yeah. possessed. If this is, you know. Um, to my limited understanding of these yeah. these matters, it does. I don't know. It just it makes a lot of sense to me that you would, in those times, you would definitely be like, "That's a spirit." And then, and then at, at the same time, I'm like, "Well, can we actually say it isn't?" Yeah. Like, I mean, are we able to? That's you're on. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, even thinking about like some things that we struggle with today, like even simple things like strokes or. Um, different syndromes or different disorders it does have people kind of overcome sometimes or it does yeah. have people change how they would act normally yeah how would you describe that stuff back then yeah what would yeah how exactly would you, how would you write but that like <clears throat> i feel like a lot of the time i don't know i think yeah i don't know I, I, again maybe we just have to look into more yeah. into psychology yeah we have stuff <laughs> just uh <laughs> i mean even on the same matter like Go back, go to uni. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Up on it. But, um, let's become... <laughs> but even but like... Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, but especially when it, if it's something that seems like a snap, like someone going, mm. if it seems like... like sorry, someone... I said stroke, but I mean like seizure. Like seizure, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking, because I'm pretty sure some people do do have like strange moments yeah. during, I don't know, I feel like the strokes. Strokes? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. We're not um, qualified. No, <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about here. But it is something that, uh, like, I would find interesting to hear someone uh, hear someone talk about whether or not they can actually disprove mm. um, disprove the fact that, like, could you actually argue that it isn't something that's possessing them? Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying I believe that that would be the case. Mm. But I'm just saying it's like, um, like I don't know, does our categorizing of this condition trump their description of it more? Yeah. Is it just? I mean, it's obviously it's obviously a better way of doing it because you're less afraid. Yeah. Because you're like, ah, oh, people understand what it is. I don't really understand what it is, but there's a name for it in a description. And so, it's all medical. So stuff, it's like, medical yeah. stuff. So we understand. Yeah. But like. Yeah, so it makes you not afraid of it, which means that people aren't going to be going like, oh, there's a, it's a monster, we need to kill it, you know? Mm. I don't know. It's just got me thinking it's about super it. super interesting to think about. And then you think about like other folklore tales, like even things like vampires, werewolves. S- similar, a fiction nowadays has kind of blown it way out of proportion and made people think they're different things that they were kind of described as back in the day. Yeah. Which again, could have, exactly what we're talking about with the Wendigo could just be symbolism or events that grew out of proportion or... Strange I think I've been watching too much X Files. Yeah. <laughs> we both have it. <laughs> <laughs> just realize I'm like, uh, but it's just so interesting, and this is really looking into this has really got me thinking. Just cultures, just how we different things, things that are normal to us now, things that we write off as understanding, things that 
we explain away back then what would you have done what would you have what would you have thought what was the culture like this is crazy but yeah the wendigo i it's crazy it's cool to think about i really love um diving into these stories even if some of them are grotesque and terrifying and just something else i had um thought about as well i don't know if it's a complete thought yet in my head Uh, um (laughs) um i was thinking yeah if a if a if it's like a group like a society Mm. as a society like a um if everyone says or believes that one person is a th- something, you know, like yeah. let's say we we all believe that you're the Wendigo, yeah, and we all like fully believe that, and we call you that, and we treat you like that. Mm. What's like if everyone is if that's what everyone is seeing you as, then like what? Like, I don't know. I feel like you would have to be very mentally, like, like I don't know, secure <laughs> yes. for you to not then yeah. start thinking that that's what you are. Especially in a very isolated sort of social group mm. that you might not interact much with other, like, let's say if you're like a tribe or something, you might not, yeah. maybe you don't interact much with other tribes or see them much at all. At least not by our standards today of what, you know, we would yeah. see as regular regular interaction yeah maybe it's a few years or something Mm. and so yeah you think literally the entire world you know knows that you're this wendigo or your entire world everyone that you know thinks that you're this monster which taps to that like isolation theme again yeah it's real so like let's say you're greedy Mm. for whatever reason um and then suddenly everyone's calling you this wendigo yeah and like eventually you might just snap succumb to the yeah the title you might start th- thinking that well yes that's that is what i am because people say that wendigos eat flesh man uh, yeah or you start you just start pondering it yourself and mm. eventually you get to the point where you do start wanting because you're curious about it or you you start you just desiring something yeah I know. that seems plausible to me but also um just just the fact that like if everyone does view you as that then um it doesn't really matter what you say anymore that is what that is kind of what society has has made you has decided that you are even if you're not acting on it or doing yeah and you even get it you see it nowadays you see cults popping up you see random communities that are very intent and believing a certain way of doing things yeah believing that the person that they're with is the is the savior or their he had sent here to do this for us yeah it's yeah. just yeah, it's crazy to think about but i i believe like looking through this i believe that the wendigo there's more to it than meets the eye i think there's something something that happened or something stories or i don't think it's fiction i don't think it's this huge blundering beast i think there's like something that would have happened back in the day or just some title for people that is made the wendigo so prevalent through history and made us kind of believe what it is today i think like i always i'm a firm believer of like all stories or all legends come from somewhere yeah definitely yeah yeah who knows where it all came from but just these random events and i feel like everything everything's inspired by something yeah there's never there's never yeah there's nothing new under the sun Mm. it's all everything has got has got to be derived from something else yeah 
or some things else, like mixes of things. Very true. But that that's was... how I feel on the matter. Yeah, anyway. I'm the same. But um, yeah. But that was our um mystery kind of. I don't know if it was a mystery mystery monster crazy little deep dive for this episode, guys. Yeah. Couple let us give you guys something to think about. Let, let us know what yeah. your thoughts on the Wendigo are. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to us on Spotify, there's a little place to answer. Uh, I'll put a questionnaire. Ask you for your thoughts below. Or um, there's a place there to send us a voice message if you want to talk to us about yeah. the Wendigo or have any thoughts on the matter. Let us know if you actually, you yourself actually know anything about psychology because we don't. <laughs> and um, Yeah. 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 Please. And please be, bring me up happy my to hear, hear about it. Punctual pronunciation <laughs> as well. Um, um, yeah. That's us. Next episode, we are watching and talking about The Pianist. Roman Polanski's The Pianist. Great film. Great film. Not so great director, but great film. The Pianist. I'm really looking forward to watching it. It's been a classic that's been on my radar for a while. I've never gotten around to it. So I'm looking forward to giving it a go. If Try and watch it yourself and yeah, hear what we have to say about it. It won by a landslide. You guys don't want to, don't care about what Ravenous is. No. That was one of an old, yeah, a little old horror, horror yawn through the wilderness, but... I'm looking forward to the pianist. It'll be good to get it off my list. And we'll um, catch you guys next episode.